This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. Hi there, I'm Kate Stevenson. So this, of course, is the Relish Podcast, a celebration of all things food, wine and travel. This week on the show, there have been plenty of openings on the surf coast since we emerged from the big lurgy. And there's been another big one of late. Sydney outfit Maryvale took over the Lawn Hotel in 2021 and they've just opened the Victorian outpost of their Sydney institution, Totties. Don't worry, there is a local at the helm and I'm going to chat to him. Exec chef Matt Germantis will talk about how he's injecting a little bit of the surf coast into that joint. Also, forget fights over naming rights for feta or prosecco or whether pisco comes from Chile or Peru. Did you know there are distinct regionalities when it comes to American pizza doughs? I'll chat to Deep End Pizza's Paul Caston about exactly what we need to know before we dough. And of course, there'll be some ideas in Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne, including how you can get a taste of Venezuela at Tino's in Brunswick, uh, Great Ocean Road Gin's new Torquay Distillery, which is just open in time for Easter, Melbourne's fanciest and possibly most expensive cocktails at Society, and your excuse to explore the massive and Rangers this autumn. All that is coming up on the Relish Podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. Easy Music 3MP plays all your favourite songs to help you relax. Songs you grew up with. Songs you know. Songs in love. That's why I tell you. You better be home soon. Relax with us. Melbourne's Easy Music. 3MP. Well, it's been a good run for communities down the surf coast recently. It feels like over the last year or so, there's been a slew of exciting new openings. And the team from Sydney's Maryvale have just stepped it up a notch. After purchasing the Lawn Hotel back in 2021, they've just opened a new outpost of their Sydney institution totties within the venue. They're not silly, though. You can't just transport Sydney style and think it'll click here. They've put a local with serious Melbourne and Surf Coast cred in the kitchen, and he joins me now, exec chef Matt Germantis. Welcome. Thank you, Kate. Uh, what an intro. <laughs> It's all you, mate. It's all you. Now, please do not judge me right. I'm not exactly up to speed with the Sydney hospitality scene. So what can you tell me about toddies up there? For people from Melbourne who don't know anything about it, what should we know? Right. I'm not I'm not, spe- I'm not up to speed either, Kate. So I'm <laughs> going to tell know more you than like us. a synopsis of what I believe I know. Look, toddies, there's uh, three up in Sydney. Look, very... A loose Italian-style menu that focuses on a, a fantastic little puffy bread that we do in, in-house with lots of little antipasti. So lots of different sort of selections there. And another massive focus is on the fresh pastas that we do. Okay, so tell me about Toddy's Lawn. How does it transport down to A, Victoria, and, and B, the surf coast there and, and the beautiful hotel? How, how does the place feel? First of all, the space looks nice and light. It's uh, It's got a really good connection with the beach and lots of light coming in and really beautiful like that. And in terms of what we do in the food, I've really tried to give it that sense of place of what it's down here. So, yeah. you know, seafood focused. You know, I want to think about when, when a guest comes into there, they, only, they experience a, like a taste of the coast with accents of what we do at Toddy's. 
and feel at home. You know, there's obviously seafood orientations, but like, you know, when you finish your meal, you want to have a nice gelato or a tiramisu or something like that. Something that really, you know, encapsulates what you do when you go down the coast and experience a great afternoon of eating and dining and traveling and all the rest of it. Mate, there is nothing better. I was going to say, because you obviously have terrific connections to local seafood suppliers with your work at at Mm. Captain Moonlight and Fish by Moonlight. So have you been working those contacts like crazy? They must be wrapped. You've taken over the kitchen and and you're going to want to really show off their wares. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, we work you know, we're a community for a reason and we work together really well. Um, and it's and it's nice now. It's given me, especially here, more of the flexibility of bringing in all the other suppliers. So, you know, for instance, we work really closely with Mount Moriac Olive Oil and we went through probably a two-month process of tasting and actually designing the olive oil that we wanted for what we do here at Toddy's and the Lawn Hotel. Um, so having that really flexibility with our suppliers and then going right we understand where you're coming from Matt let's work together on this and they've got the time for us you know and I I really love that you know and not only is it seafood you know we look at the lamb birigara and stuff like that and just the surrounding areas and these suppliers that don't sort of necessarily go into the Melbourne CBD so much so it gives us a like a fantastic opportunity to use them here and um, you know that's where I love my skill set is sort of focused on here at the at the Lawn Hotel. And in terms of in terms of punters and who's been in, I mean, it must be. I, I know you would get visitors through, but it must be nice for the locals that you've you guys have opened just post sort of that summer madness. Um, who's mm. been coming in, and what's been the reaction? Wow, who? I mean, uh, look, I think we had uh, such a such a strong uh, clientele base with with Fish by Moonlight and Captain Moonlight. And a lot of locals are just really interested in seeing how, you know, not, I translated that food, what I was doing before into what we do down here. And, you know, it's, it's again, really, for me, they love it because it's, they walk in, it's super relaxing. Staff are really attentive. Um, and they sit down and have sort of little things that they knew that I used to do. And they love the simplicity of what we're doing. And, the and I, I think above all the the quality, you know, and everyone's just been saying, look, the staff are so on to us. They they love it, and we, you know, we really take care and pride in the locals. And you know, I I've built our community and yeah. uh, good friendships with a lot of people here. And and for me, Kate, it's it's not only I, I invest my time and what I want to do into the coast, surf coast. Not not always with the Lawn Hotel. I. I I want this area to be better and I want to be connected and be happy and live down here and be amongst a lot of different people. Um, and that for me is, is super important, you know, and they are, I'm their host. But when they walk into a place that I, I run, I want them to be feel like at home and I want them to feel happy and have a great time and have awesome experiences and bring other people along with them. Yeah, and it and makes it worthwhile for you guys. Yeah, you get great happy people coming through. My understanding yeah. is that potentially the the full renos aren't aren't finished down there. Any hints on what's yet to come? Is there more to come? Look, there is more to come, without a doubt. And uh, I think what we've realised is that how exciting that space is down below. We want to translate it to the rest of the hotel. Mm. Um, we will have different phases of building in the hotel, and that will uh, involve 
obviously a lot more work, but you know, we saw we saw the potential downstairs and we want to reach it all to the rest of the rest of the place, you know. Oh, amazing. Matt Demanche is executive chef at Toddy's Lawn. It sounds like an absolute cracker. I think the easiest way for people to check out the menu and plan their visit away from those crazy summer crowds. Now we've got some beautiful warm weather still left. Google Totty's Lawn. That's T-O-T-T-I-S, Totty's Lawn. Thank you so much for having a chat to me today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Matt. Stick around. Coming up, speaking about things territorial, did you know there's such a thing as regionality in pizza dough in the US? It is a thing. I will find out more next on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. All right, well, I tell you what, I'm showing my inadequacies a bit today. I didn't know much about a Sydney institution and now I'm going to admit... I didn't really realise there were regionalities in pizza dough in America. I mean, I do know there's deep dish and I know that New Yorkers can be pretty territorial, but I'm not exactly sure what all the differences are. I do know someone who does. Paul Caston is chef and co-owner at Fitzroy's Deep End Pizza and I believe he's about to well and truly school me. Paul, welcome. Hi, Kate. Uh, Thanks for having me. No, No worries at all. Now, I want you to think about this carefully before you answer it. Is it just me or Australians in general a little bit ignorant when it comes to the differences in American pizzas? Um, well, I, I think for the most part, there, there's been a pretty limited experience here with uh, American pizza. I, most of what's in the market has been you know, along the, in the vein of uh, Pizza Hut and Domino's yes. and uh, places like that for a long time now. And pizza scene in general here tends to be very uh, Italian-centric. Yeah, and that's it. So I think this is the thing we we don't know, and particularly, and I haven't travelled a lot in in the US, I wouldn't know how different it is there to something like Italy or, you know, complete blow-ins in Australia. So what can we get at Deep End Pizza? What what do you guys do there? Okay, so we're doing three styles right now. We're focusing on New York, which is uh, what you'd think of as that... uh, Typical big thin crust pizza, you know, foldable slices, and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, Detroit style pizza, which has been uh, kind of the big fad back in the states the last several years, and uh, seems to be starting to catch on here. That's a, a crispy but light focaccia-like base with uh, kind of heavily topped with a. Uh, crispy rim of cheese all the way around and then uh, the Chicago deep dish um, we've opted to go with the stuffed Chicago style which is uh, a bit of a a sub style of the uh, the original Chicago deep dish this uh, evolved in the 1970s and it's it's sort of actually built more like a pie where you have have two layers of crust with all the cheese and toppings in between and your sauce on the top. Mate, you don't do things by halves. And so it is right too that, you know, the doughs themselves are different, aren't they? So what would you do? What's what's the, um, I guess, the style of a New York the dough? Oh, boy, yes, yes. The doughs are all completely different. We're using uh, different flours, um, different hydration levels, mixing techniques, uh, everything to uh, get each each one exactly where we want it. So in terms of uh, the... New York style. I mean, that's uh, probably the the closest thing you'll you'll see on our menu to a regular old pizza dough. Uh, except uh, in our case, we're using some 
beautiful uh, single origin flowers out of uh, New South Wales and uh, uh, baking at uh, baking at a high enough temperature that uh, we're able to achieve a nice, really crispy yet um, moist uh, on the inside uh, crust. Amazing. And so do you find when people come in, Paul, do they generally know what they're looking for and what they're going to get? Or is it part of the thing with your staff actually explaining what those different types of pizza are? Uh, yeah, yes, uh, there's actually a fair bit of explanation needed in a lot of cases. Uh, <laughs> just uh, keeping an eye on the, the dining room, you'll see a, a lot of guests are actually Googling the pizza styles as they <laughs> try to figure out what to order. So, yeah, I think in, in, in a lot of cases, we are introducing people to, you know, things that are new new to them and, uh, you know, trying something uh, new and delicious, always, always fun. So well, I was going to say, when you say new and delicious and fun, it sounds like you are having fun with the toppings, particularly with those Chicago deep dish ones. Tell me about the tacos in Pastor. Oh, yes, uh, the tacos in Pastor. That's actually one of our Detroit-style pizzas. Um, yeah, we actually in the kitchen joked around a little bit about uh, putting a taco pizza on the menu. That tends to be one of those uh, kind of really lowbrow pizzas you uh, you'll see on uh, uni campuses and things like that back in the state. Just a smear of beans and uh, ground meats and uh, lettuce and tortilla strips and things like that. So we decided what we'd like to do is uh, represent the authentic flavors of an actual taco on, on, on ours that comes down to curing our own pork belly making a really nice kind of a mole style sauce uh, roasting pineapples and uh, basically uh, creating a pizza that actually tastes like real Mexican food. <laughs> Paul, tell me, I find it really interesting. So I can see the passion is there for really um, sort of sort of quality, um, beautiful produce. So when you talk about single origin um, flowers, when you talk about, you know, house making uh, your own sort of Mexican toppings that are going to go on a pizza, I know that you guys show up regularly on, you know, the lists of fabulous cheap eats places around Melbourne. How do you manage to do both of those things? Use great ingredients, take the time to, to make things in-house, but also make it affordable for the punters? I, uh, well, <laughs> I'm uh, fortunate enough in my case to have uh, lots of very cheap labour on hand, meaning uh, myself. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're able to uh, source basically you know, the same quality of ingredients we would if we were chasing chef hats. But uh, you know, put the time into it to uh, to create something uh, something great uh, without uh, pushing menu prices to a point where they become inaccessible for people. Paul, if I'm coming in, I haven't been in yet. What is the first pizza I must try? Oh boy, um, <laughs> the Detroit style I think is really a a, a must try. Like it, it's something that uh, you know it uh, it looks like a big heavy pizza, but it's actually so light, fluffy, and crispy. I think it uh, takes most people by surprise. And then uh, you know also I'd, I'd really suggest get into the uh, to the New York style. I think uh, you know Australians you know they may may think they've got an idea of what New York style pizza is, or they've been to a few places that do things kind of in that vein. But really, I don't think there's anyone here who is trying like we are to kind of emulate the uh, 
the very uh, top tier of uh, New York pizzerias and, you know, produce like that really nice, light, super crispy, super dark crust that uh, really uh, makes those handful of places stand out from the crowd back home. Well, I'm happy purely for research purposes to come in to try both of those. And then if I do both of those, probably I should just also try the Chicago just to, you know, to round it off. Paul Caston, chef and co-owner of Deep End Pizza. I'm officially starving and no doubt everyone listening is too. Um, The pizzas sound fabulous. You are super central. You're right in Brunswick Street, Fitzroy there. We'll tell people they can check out the menu and plan their visit simply by visiting deepend.pizza. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you, Kate. Thanks, Paul. Stick around. There's a bit more to come in the form of tips on what to eat, drink and do in Melbourne on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station, Easy Music 3MP, where the music is nearer and clearer in stereo right across Melbourne. There is more 3MP to love by upgrading your radio to DAB+. Change the way you listen to 3MP. There is more to love on DAB+. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. Okay, definitely got some time to share some tips on all things Eat, Drink, Do Melbourne. So eat. Well, don't you love it when food takes you on a journey? That's what Latin American restaurant Tino tries to do with their rotating chef dinners. On the 3rd of May, head chef Sergio Torn will host 2022 MasterChef semi-finalist Kamer Vazquez for a dinner that will take guests to Kamer's home country of Venezuela. You can enjoy a four-course set menu that combines those Caribbean techniques with Sergio's modern take on Latino cuisine. So expect some fun dishes that contain traditional traditional staples like cassava, plantain and corn. Of course, the bookings are limited, so you'll need to head to the What's On page at tinobrunswick.com.au. And drink. Well, I've got a couple of options. First, some good news if you're heading down the surf coast for Easter. Not only could you check out Toddy's down at Lawn, but the team from Great Ocean Road Gin will have their new bar and distillery in Torquay up and running. The new space boasts a bespoke cellar door bar that seats up to 60 people. There'll be a retail store. And, of course, the star will be their 300-litre copper pot still, Joni. You can enjoy a Great Ocean Road G&T. You can try one of their martini tasting flights maybe. And, of course, there'll be a bar menu boasting snacks like goslame or bow buns to soak up a bit of the booze. Uh, the weekends will see some distilled chills with DJs playing tunes on both Friday and Saturday nights. You can check it all out at greatoceanroadgin.com.au. Or if you're staying in town, well, what you save on accommodation down the coast, you could well and truly spend at the CBD's Society Restaurant. They're unveiling a new one-of-a-kind experience to enjoy their unparalleled vintage spirits collection. Now, that's in the form of table-side vintage cocktails. Beverage director Loic Avril and his team have worked with collectors and auction houses to build the Stunning Spirits collection, and now they're offering up some special drinks to celebrate it. So you can try a 1970s vintage Negroni, a 1970s vintage Manhattan or a 1930s Martinez. They're all made with authentic bottles from the age. It will not be cheap. The drinks start at an eye-watering $95, but if you're out to impress... Well, it's an option. Check out societyrestaurant.com. 
And finally, something to do. Well, do make the most of the autumn weather by getting out to enjoy the Macedon Rangers Autumn Festival. These guys are giving you the whole month of April to get out and enjoy a range of events across nine of their gorgeous historic villages. You could follow their Autumn Pie and Tart Trail, tasting your way through classic country bakeries, cider houses and cellar doors. Uh, There's some gin and pizza nights. There are winery lunches, farmers markets, and there's even a ghost tour. You can see the full program at visitmacedonrangers.com. And that's it for this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Email anytime, relish at 3mp.com.au. But this has been the Relish Podcast, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel for Melbourne's easy music, 3MP. You've been listening to the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. 